the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. A local official in southern Mexico says a disturbance broke out at the encampment of Central American migrants trying to make their way through southern Mexico toward the U.S. Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen. On Fox News Sunday says the migrants will not be welcomed in the United States. My general message to this caravan is do not come. You will not be allowed in. There is a right way to emigrate to the United States, and this is not it. Again, Nielsen appearing on Fox News Sunday. Day after the shooting left 11 people dead at a Pittsburgh With synagogue, SR. friends and family members recalled the victims, professors and accountants, dentists, and beloved doctors serving their local community. Officials releasing the names of all 11 victims during a news conference Sunday, all of them middle-aged or elderly. The victims of the synagogue included a pair of brothers, a husband and wife. The oldest was 97. This is SRN News. Mark Levin lays out the reasons to get to the polls. If the Democrats take the House, that's our fault. We already know where they're headed. We already know what they want to do. If they don't impeach, they're going to seek to burn down. They also have a radical left agenda on health care. They will further undermine the United States military. So for policy reasons, for constitutional reasons, and generally for reasons to maintain this republic in our constitutional system, you got to vote. Mark Levin, weeknights at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. You're listening to AM 1280, The Patriot, WWTC. Up next, we've got another hour of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Brad Carlson. But if you miss any of your favorite shows, they are online, available in podcast form. Listen on demand at am1280thepatriot.com. Click on the podcast tab. Then you'll have access to our deep archives. That is am1280thepatriot.com. Click on podcasts. High of 54 today, going to be nice and breezy. Clear skies and a low of 36 tonight. Views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. Yes, Florida Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast we like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into the broadcast. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we're here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. That is hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N-Show for any comments or questions. And uh, also feel free to give us a, a like on Facebook. Just like our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook and search for Northern Alliance Radio Network. Like the page, and you can uh, keep up on all of the updates on each and every show. And our Facebook Live videos. And as always, we appreciate you tuning into the broadcast. Uh, Two o'clock, we have uh, our guest of Palooza beginning right out of the shoot with uh, Republican Minnesota Secretary of State candidate John Howe. John, a uh, former Minnesota State Senator, his own right, is uh, stepping forward and running for this uh, particular seat, Secretary of State. One that uh, uh, Mr. Howe reminded me that we almost won back in 2014, uh, about 1% difference. So it is, uh, and given the statewide momentum that some Republicans have, it could definitely impact these. Down ballot races. We'll hear all about the race and the campaign thus far, and uh, what it's going to be, what it's going to take to win this. And yes, it's going to take all hands on deck these past na- or these next nine days until election day. So, John Howe, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio hey, Network. Brad, sir. thanks for having me on. I really appreciate being here. I'm taking a career risk, John Howe, because I've always said you've got the uh, fantastic radio voice. Have you ever worked in I, radio, John Howe? I have you know? not. I've okay. heard that I should rate work in radio. So uh, hopefully, <laughs> if uh, if I, uh, if I if this gig doesn't work out, maybe I'll do that. So I prefer you be Secretary of State for the benefit awesome. of Minnesotans, and Thank so you. you don't take my job because you I got the good voice. That. So, <laughs> uh, well, before we get to the campaign and everything that uh, regarding Secretary of State, I, I do have to ask. Uh, 
How's everybody in the campaign feeling? A month and a half ago, I had a terrible accident yeah. on one of your uh, yeah. campaign parades. I know, uh, I believe it was your campaign manager. Uh, yeah, Tim Drusman. Yep. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Thanks for asking. We're all doing well. Uh, Tim's back on the campaign with me. Actually, he dropped me off oh, here, good. and then he headed over to Oakdale to drop off some literature uh, for some door knocking that they're doing over there. But, uh, yeah, we had a – at the Carver Parade, we uh, – had a little unfortunate accident. The tractor had a steering malfunction, hit the curb. I mm. was bounced out, received 14 staples in the back of my head, and my campaign manager actually got ran over by the car trailer. Oh, my God. With a 2,800-pound car trailer with, like, 15 people on it. Uh, thank goodness that uh, wow. Jim Newberger was on that uh, parade float. He's an EMT. That's he's, right. He's running for the U.S. Senate seat. Yes. Uh, he's a current rep, and uh, he is the real deal. He jumped right into action and—, and uh, I can't say enough about how much of a just an upstanding guy he is. Well, fantastic. Well, good news indeed. I hadn't heard any further updates, and I assume no news was good news. Had it got any more serious, we might have might have heard something. So, yeah, glad everybody is okay and uh, back out on the campaign trail. So, well, John, how obviously we hear the uh, the term Secretary of State, and uh, uh, when everybody thinks Secretary of State, they think of the website where you have to constantly hit refresh on election night because everybody yeah. wants to see results right, like political right. junkies like well, myself. You, but it's more than that, John yeah. Howe. Why don't you fill us in? Right. Well, you are the head election official, and it's very, very important. I, I think uh, everybody sees you the, uh, as the election official, the head person for the state. But there's so much more to it, Brad. Uh, you also serve on the investment board for the state of Minnesota. You serve on the executive board, which uh, has a vote on uh, where you do uh, state leases for mining and other sorts of things. Sure. Uh, you also issue all the business licenses. So there's a real big you know, issue, all the LLCs, the partnerships. So you issue, it's kind of a one-stop shop uh, is what it should be for businesses. And we need a Secretary of State's office that uh, operates at the speed of commerce. And so I think my uh, background, certainly uh, being mayor, helped me be a better state senator and uh, I also have the private sector experience. I spent uh, uh, several years, 20, well, actually 30 years with Sears, 10 on the corporate side, and 20 running my own individual small Sears stores. Mm, and then yeah. I also have Howell Property Management, where I have several retail and commercial properties that I lease out. But every single year, Brad, you have to file for your business license every single year mm -hmm. in Minnesota. And I think we could really improve that a lot. Now, one of the concerns that uh, people have, obviously, when they think uh, Secretary of State's office, they think, you know, what are you doing about election integrity? Uh, people, right. uh, certain people like to tout Minnesota's uh, voting system as a, the most sound and uh, and uh, into and uh, no, voting system. No, it, it absolutely is not. And the one thing I have never understood, John Howe, is like. Uh, Basically, someone could go in. The vouching system is one yeah, that right. I have never yeah. understood. Is it's, that something that you plan on it's addressing? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. We need to address it. You know, at this, we let me start with my opponent says, since we have the highest participation, therefore we have the best election system. No. I, I want every eligible voter to vote. Sure. The key word there is eligible. eligible yes. Right? Mm -hmm. I do not want 115% participation. All right? <laughs> the math so, doesn't quite work. No, how. it doesn't. Yes. <laughs> and, and so at the start, let's just talk a, a, about a few things here. One, at the start of the 2016 election, we had 26,000 voters that were on the challenged status list. Now, how wow. you get on that challenged status list is you fail one or more of nine verification tests. The most common failure is you don't live where you say you are. Sure. Because what happens after, these these are 26,000 votes that counted, right? yet they failed the verification test. Okay. So the most common one is after the election, the county that you registered in, same day registered, sends out a postcard verification to the address you claim to live at. Sure. That sure. postcard comes back undeliverable. Mm, the second okay. most common one is the social security number you gave, the last four digits, doesn't match up to the national registration with that name. Okay. So uh, we had the Office of Legislative Auditor go through just uh, a small sample, 600 of those lists, specifically ones that were on the felony list, and found that maybe out of 600, 19 of those might have been eligible to vote. Might have been. Right. Okay. Today you can self-verify yourself off that list. Now here's where we, we're really having a problem is – we have a group called the Minnesota Voters Alliance who has requested this information. They've actually sued in court, and the current Secretary of State has lost the lawsuit. The judge says what, what the current Secretary of State will give you, he will give you all the legal eligible voter data. However, he refuses to release the challenge status 
ineligible potential illegal voter data. Okay. And it's worse that than that. He says he has the discretion on who to give it to. He can give it to his friends and not to his opponents. That's what he argued in court because he said the law says may, not shall, may give this out. So he's arguing that he has the discretion. Well, uh, I believe Minnesotans deserve to know who's voting in our elections. Oh, no, we need you. transparency in our elections. We need that. The judge said the Secretary of State's position is untenable. He lost on summary judgment, but what he's done is he's waited till the last day to file an appeal so it'll take it past the selections. So we don't know the amount of voter fraud or ineligible voting that's going on in our state because we don't have access to the data. And uh, and so that's where we really need to make some big changes uh, and have transparency. We want open and honest elections, but we need transparency in government. What is you know we and we alluded to the uh, vouching system as well and it, and for those who may not understand how that works if you live in the same uh, precinct as someone who may not uh, be registered to vote they come in they they register to vote and someone within the same is it the same precinct can vouch for them and say yes this, they are who they yep. say they are and they just take your word for it and Absolutely. in the meantime someone could come in to vote and say. Oh, it looks to me like you've already – I've heard stories of this. Of course, yeah. You can just walk up and point to a name on the poll roster yeah. and say, that's me. And, and uh, so th- there's a lot of holes in our, our election system, a lot of integrity things that we need to um, increase. Um, you know, there was a pretty significant sea change here this uh, last legislative session with the presidential primary. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and so under the new presidential primary for 2020 – and this was done under the current Secretary of State's uh, uh, reign, is that when you come in and, and vote uh, for the presidential primary, you're going to have to sign an oath saying you'll support your party's nominee. Okay. Now, who you vote for, Brad, will not be public information, but how you voted, whether you voted Republican or Democrat, will now be public information. Okay. And I believe that just shatters our secret ballot in Minnesota. Right. Who you vote for and how you voted should be between you and your God. Uh, yes. No one else should have access to it. Agree. Now- I was just on at issue uh, this morning with uh, with the current Secretary of State. His solution to this problem is that, well, how about if we just give it to the party, to the parties, how you voted, but we keep it from the public? That's just a horrible idea. And, and, and the, the parties want this information because they want to be able to identify you for donations and for voter ID, get out the vote campaigns. Now, uh, it's not the government's responsibility to collect data for our political parties. Right, right. Well, and I, you know, and this is something that obviously most folks they they look at the races on the ballot. Obviously, they you know the ones that get all the headlines. Certainly, the governor's sure. race, and this year in particular, it's the attorney general's race for reasons that we necessarily don't prefer. Right. But like you say, Keith Ellison's kind of the gift that keeps. Well, on yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I, but I'll tell you, Brad, I am so proud to be on the Republican ticket and the people I'm running with, you know, from Karen Housley to Jim Newberger. We already talked about Jim, you know, Jeff Johnson, uh, uh, Donna Bergstrom, just high quality, high character yes. people. Uh, Pam Myra, she actually has a CPA license. She's actually an auditor. So how about an auditor for an auditor position? You got Doug Wardlow who's running and he's got an active license and uh, certainly these people, it, we don't have a clunker in the bunch is, is what I like Agreed, to say. Agreed, yes. They're, they're all great people. I see mm-hmm. them behind the scenes. And, folks, I, I just, Brad, I want to tell your listeners that these people have high character. They're great people. We talk about uh, what we can do to make Minnesota better. And one of the things that, you know, is getting thrown around by the other side is, you know, this fear-mongering. You know, my opponent's doing it on the cybersecurity. We've never been hacked by the Russians. He even testified that we weren't even attempted to be hacked by the Russians. He testified in a March hearing this year at the House that we weren't even attempted to be hacked. But yet he's throwing this cybersecurity uh, issue out there. And it's like they're talking about, uh, oh, well, if you vote for a Republican, you're going to lose preexisting conditions. There is no Republican that's talking about that. I've... I travel with these people. Sure. Everybody says, hey, we want to we want to ensure that pre-existing conditions are covered. So it's just simply fear-mongering because it pulls well, and that's what's happening. So don't believe it. If somebody says it, address it. Say, that's not true. And uh, so there's a lot of things that we can do. We have to get our message out there. We've been traveling all over the state. Um, 
and it's been really good to be uh, with the people that I'm campaigning with. I definitely have uh, seen all the if you if you have any access to social media accounts, ladies and gentlemen, if you're following all these fine Republican candidates, you can definitely see they are they're putting in the work, putting in the miles. That is for sure. Uh, John, how we need to take a quick break. Are you able to hold for another second? Absolutely. Okay. Again, we are joined by Republican candidate for Minnesota Secretary of State John Howe. And if you'd like to give us a call, six five one two eight nine. 448 is the number to call. You could also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show, hashtag NARN Show. Another segment coming up in mere moments. Go nowhere. The devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sewing on a fiddle and playing it hot, and the devil. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts STAR11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text STAR11 to 85850. Ask about the Bosley Guarantee. S-T-A-R-11 to 85850. When the need for senior care arises, there's no place like home. Your loved ones should never have to give up living at home. Visiting Angels will provide home care for your mom or dad at home up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You'll select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. Look up visitingangels.com or call 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Franchises are available. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Let's talk about your business for a minute. Think about all the things you're doing to attract the best talent. Between the networking events and referral bonuses, you're probably spending plenty of time and money to find the right people. But what if it was your office that attracted employees? Today's workforce is mobile and active, and they want an office designed around the way they work. And Veridesk makes it easy. Veridesk Standing Desk Solutions help you create an active workspace where employees can stand and move so they're happier, healthier, and more productive. Our full line of active office products are constructed with commercial-grade materials and require little to no assembly, so they're easy to set up and move. Companies of any size can have a Veridesk active workspace. Ordering is simple. Shipping is free. And our 30-day guarantee means if you don't love it, we'll pick it up for free. Learn more about Veridesk active workspace solutions at veridesk.com radio. That's V-A-R-I-Desk.com radio. Do you long for something better? Family Innovations wants you to know that you can have a better marriage, better relationships, a better view of yourself and the world around you. Family Innovations was created to provide counseling with healing and freedom for everyone who comes to them. Whether you are seeking guidance through a difficult season or freedom from a past trauma, they are the beginning of something better. There is a location near you, so contact FamilyInnovations.com. FamilyInnovations.com. Hey, welcome back in twelve eighty the Patriot. Hey girl, what Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show, hashtag NARN Show for any comments or questions. Another segment with our guest. John Howe, he is the Republican candidate for Minnesota Secretary of State, one of those uh, statewide offices that is uh, well within our grasp to try to break our 12-year losing streak of statewide offices. And if we can get multiple ones, hey, all the better. Uh, John Howe, we were talking a little bit uh, the last segment, talking about the specifically the position of Secretary of State and running sure. the kind of campaign for the statewide office. And, you know, like we alluded to, a lot of people understand uh, the governor's race gets a lot of maybe the sexy sure. headlines. Yeah, the absolutely. attorney general's race this time around certainly does. But how do you grab people's attention long enough to talk about Secretary of State? They may not understand all that goes into it or what goes on. And 
aren't giving it maybe it's due attention. How are you getting out there and grabbing the attention of people well, and trying to uh, convey these important issues that go along with the office? Well, Brad, that's a great point. Uh, you know, we do have two uh, U.S. Senate races because we have that special election for uh, the L. Franken seat or Tina, Tina Smith. Yep. And uh, then, of course, we have the eight congressional races across the state. And all the state House, uh, House of Representatives seats are up. And then we have one very, very important uh, special election in Minnesota Senate that decides the, the majority of the Minnesota mm, Senate. Yes. So there is a lot going on. Um, and it is hard to get any kind of airtime or radio time. Uh, I mentioned earlier I was on that issue today, and it was the first time I'd actually met my opponent really? in this whole entire race. Okay. We have less than 10 days to go in the race, and it's the first time I've met him. I haven't seen him anywhere. And so a lot of this, you know, is name recognition. How do you get your name out there? How do we talk about it? Um, you know, I heard our uh, uh, Jennifer Carnahan, the, the state uh, Republican Party chair, said, you know, if we don't win these elections, uh, these constitutional offices this year, it may be a long time. Mm-hmm. And I remind people, if we don't, re- if we don't win, win the Secretary of State's office, we may never win another election in Minnesota. Um, I'll tell you, I do not believe the Secretary of State's office should be used for partisan political gain. And that's what's happened. The current person is very partisan. He wouldn't give any of the the president any information on the voters. He's holding back. He will not release the ineligible uh, uh, voter data, the challenged ones, potentially legal voters. And he also uh, uh, believes that uh, your... uh, your party affiliation should now be public information. And uh, he's flip-flopped on that issue since I've hit him a little bit on it. And uh, and so there's a lot we can do. And we, we being out with the candidates, uh, you know, uh, yesterday I was with uh, uh, Jeff Johnson, uh, campaigned with him at a farm down in uh, Cannon Falls. Uh, we went to Red Wing. And then in Hastings I met up with uh, Doug Wardlow and uh, – uh, Jason Lewis, and and uh, and then we we went on to Stillwater, and so it is uh, being with the other candidates, talking, and of course it, for us it's it's great on our side because we don't have anybody who brings that um, that negative appeal like a Keith Ellison does sure. on the other side. No question. But it, it, you know, you alluded to the Secretary of State's office. We haven't been in control of this since uh, uh, Senator Kiffmeyer was the Secretary of State. Yep. And that was twelve years ago. Um, the sec the attorney general office has been controlled by the Democrats for forty eight years. Yes, and Brad, what happens when one party controls these offices so long? They become weaponized. They become uh, they become tools. Just and this is how it's like Keith Ellison. He wants to use the AG's office as the center of resistance against President Trump. He said that very thing. Yeah, and and, and so you're going to take Minnesota tax dollars and use it for something that. Isn't inappropriate, but I, you know, going back to my race, uh, the current Secretary of State has just been very, very ineffective uh, uh, from from releasing this information and having government transparency to the federal government allocated six point six million dollars for cybersecurity to increase it, and he's hollering all about cybersecurity and fear mongering, but not one dime of that six point six million dollars has been spent. Now he'll blame the legislators' body, or you know, the legislative body, and everybody else. He'll blame the governor because the governor vetoed the spending bill. But uh, the fact of the matter is, he's very ineffective. And if he wasn't such a partisan individual, he'd he'd be more effective. And uh, so I, I like to tell everybody, Brad, that I'm the former mayor of Red Wing, former state senator. I'm the yellow flashing arrow guy. So when you come to a stoplight and you see that blinking yellow left hand turning arrow. You can say now you know the map. I passed that when I was the vice chair of the Senate Transportation. You can say now you know who passed that. And when they say who, you say it's not who, it's how. He's running for Minnesota like Secretary of State. <laughs> and so our website is uh, soshow.com, soshowe.com. And uh, follow us on Twitter at how for sos And, uh, you know, we're just out there trying to get our name out. We've been to all over the states. Uh, you know, this state, we've been uh, as, as far north uh, – uh, as the border, we were up at the Middle River. Uh, uh, that's about a half hour north of Thief River Falls. They had the 44th annual Goose Fest parade, and uh, and uh, so and this yesterday or two days ago, we were down in uh, Lake Crystal, south of Mankato. Wow. Okay. Well, all over the state, we know that. And uh, uh, I like. I li- by, by the way, I like the website, uh, the, uh, the URL SOS How, because that is a double entendre. SOS, of course. So. Yeah. <laughs> Secretary of State, save our state, John How. Yes. yes. SOS How dot com. We do have a caller on line one, Mark from St. Louis Park. Uh, Mark, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Secretary of State candidate John How. 
Hi, Brad. Another great show. Just a quick uh, comment. Um, the average person might not think much about the Secretary of State's office, but George Soros does. He deliberately targeted all 50 Secretary of State offices for this election. Mark, you're um, correct in that. Way, that, Mr. that uh, yeah. Mark Ritchie was a product of that. Yes, and by the way, a Dayton appointed liberal judge smacked down Steve Simon on every point of that lawsuit. You didn't mention that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just a real quick, just a quick uh, one part uh, question for two parts. Uh, I've never met, uh, as far as inc- having more votes, more voters, that's a good thing. I've never come across that. When nine out of ten people can't even name their U.S. senators, why is it a good thing that we have more voters? And number two, I work with minorities. I've never come across anybody who said we shouldn't have voter ID. There's these two canards that you can't have voter ID, and we should have more people to vote, which I think are a joke. And I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, I appreciate that, Mark. That's the one thing I've never understood is that if the opponents of voter ID, some of them, I don't want to say all, but some will will dismiss it as as, as being racist. And it's like uh, the mere fact that somebody chides that as being racist says a lot more about the critics of voter ID than those who are trying to pass a Well, M- Mark, great points. Uh, you know, certainly we want every eligible vote to part- every eligible voter to participate. The key word there is eligible. But, right. You know, the Republicans always get uh, blamed for this uh, voter suppression. And let me talk about some actual voter suppression with this new presidential primary. See, under the old caucus system, if all you had to do was be 18 by Election Day and you got to participate, you could be a delegate to the, your county. You could be a state delegate. Right. Uh, as a 17-year-old, you got to participate in the presidential straw poll. But under the new presidential primary that our Democratic Secretary of State initiated, you if you're not 18 by March 3rd, you don't get the vote in the presidential primary. Mm. You'll still get the vote in the uh, general election. Sure. And the oath that you have to sign, the silly oath, is an unenforceable oath it, uh, because you can vote however you want in the general election. Sure. But yet you have to sign an oath saying you're going to support your party's uh, uh, nominee. Now let's just talk a little bit about voter ID. Here's where I really do think we can make a change. When when you've failed a verification test, when you've when you've been flagged and you're on this challenged list, today all you have to do is swear an oath and you can self-verify yourself off that list without any ID, without any – even if the postcard came back undeliverable, you just get to say, hey, no, I actually live there. And your name is crossed off, and you're never challenged again. That's where I think you really should have to prove who you are. Um, if you're on that challenge list and you can't prove who you are, you should probably be given a provisional ballot. Uh, and that vote should sit over here and not be counted and give you seven days to come in to, to – uh, verify who you are. Uh, 47 other states have provisional ballot. Uh, I just want to mention one other thing real quickly here. And, and, you know, it's interesting because, you know, obviously we voted on this, but, you know, I'm sure the Star and Tribune doesn't believe in voter ID, but I went into their editorial board and I forgot my billfold in my car. I had a real hard time getting a pass to their floor without a photo ID. Uh Ah, yes. So it's interesting. I couldn't get to the editorial board's room without an ID. But uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, when we talk about uh, Al, the Al Franken-Norm uh, Coleman race, we went to bed with Norm Coleman winning, we woke up with Al Franken being awarded the race by 312 votes. Right. During that election cycle, several thousands military votes didn't count because they came in too late. Mm. Now, we have a son that's at the, the Air Force Academy out in Colorado Springs. I can tell you, when I become the Secretary of State, the men and women serving our country, especially those, Brad, overseas in harm's way, their votes are going to count. Their votes must count. Yes. And, uh, of course, uh, there was a reason they didn't want them to count. But uh, I, I believe that we need to change that, too, because today, uh, under our current system, you, unless your your absentee ballot makes it to the auditor's office on Election Day or, or before, it doesn't count. And I believe we should, we should put in the statute a, a postmark date certain. So uh, pick a date that we say – if they're postmarked by this date, regardless of when the post office gets them there, they're right. going to count. Because you don't know when that post office is going to get your ballot there. Exactly. You have exactly. no idea. Yeah, and, and obviously that's that's used in the legal system as well. You know, the the, the mailbox rule, whatever it's postmarked, that is the uh, legal's, uh, uh, legal receipt date. So, yeah, it would seem to be consistent with the law that if uh, yeah, absolutely. For, uh, voting uh, for ballots to be accepted. Uh, John Howe, we only have about a minute to go uh, if uh, – Tell the folks what you need in these final nine days to kind of put you over the top. Uh, if you want to tell websites, appearances, sure, absolutely. whatever it is. Well, yeah, you know, we've been traveling all over the state, uh, and we've been participating with a lot of other candidates. 
Uh, but again, it's about no, name recognition. Uh, you know, visit our site. Uh, certainly, we we just had a hundred thousand uh, lit pieces uh, uh, printed up, and we need to get those out for our direct marketing campaign. We have uh, billboards up. We have a statewide radio campaign. Uh, certainly, if you want to donate, you can send a check to Volunteers for How at PO Box One Seven Two, Red Wing, Minnesota five five zero six six. Visit our website. You can donate right online at uh, soshow.com. Uh, join our Twitter feed, uh, sign up, just get people uh, interested. Uh, one of the people just love the yellow flash and arrow say, Hey, you know who passed that yellow flash and arrow? So you can get a left hand turn, save you time, energy, and uh, money at the end of the day. Somebody full of common sense did that, yeah. I'll tell you. And you can, so you can say, uh, <laughs> uh, It's not who, it's how. That's kind of our tagline. Brad, thanks so much. Uh, I appreciate being on the, the Closer Show. Thank you, John. Appreciate it again. How for our SOS How, H O W E dot com, SOS How dot com. I've linked to it at bradcarlson.org. John, best of luck these final nine days. Thanks so we'll catch much. up with you. I appreciate it. 12 8 of the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Hello, this is State Rep. Glenn Grunhagen. Minneapolis inner city schools have consistently produced failing results even after spending more than $22,000 per student. According to the Minnesota Department of Education, in 2015, only 16% of 10th grade black students could read to grade level. An overwhelming number of studies confirm that when competition is introduced with school choice, the result is higher academic scores for all students. It is a travesty to trap children, especially minorities, in these failed inner city schools. We can do better. Vote Republican this November. Prepared and paid for by Glenn Grunhagen for State Rep. I'm Jan Markill, helping you understand the times. How many hours do you spend using digital media every day? I'm talking cell phones, computers, TV, radio, iPads, and tablets, you know, the works. If you're anywhere near the average, it's probably close to 13 and a half hours a day. We have become addicts to media, and our lives don't seem to be complete until we get our fix of the media. For younger people, it's social media, and other folks, it is talk media. But it all has the same effect. We are becoming people of information, but we are lacking the wisdom of how to live with it. The Bible teaches that we should pursue understanding and wisdom because they will bring us into a fullness of how to live life. Perhaps a good dose of Bible reading could cure the jitters of being overwhelmed by our media information. For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or anytime at olivetreeviews.org. Are you a member of our rewards program? Yeah, I had the card here somewhere. We've all been there, rustling around for a rewards card you can't seem to find. At AM 1280, The Patriot, we've simplified the process. All the perks, none of the hassle. It's the Freedom Fan Club, where you'll get early access to tickets, exclusive content, prizes, and more. Sign up at am1280thepatriot.com. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call one 800 366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org Pro-Life Across America Educational, non-political, and tax-deductible A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception Pro-Life Across Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into the broadcast. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. That's hashtag Narn Show, hashtag N A R N Show for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. And obviously, we uh, we want we uh, would be remiss if we didn't uh, address the um, awful situation that took place uh, yesterday at a uh, synagogue in uh, Pittsburgh, PA. 
uh, where 11 people were killed during the uh, Sabbath. I guess a bris was uh, taking place there. And it's a situation, another one of these uh, soft targets, a, uh, people uh, involved in their place of worship, uh, just uh, enjoying the uh, ceremony, celebration, and uh, unbeknownst to them, uh, someone who uh, had some very strong anti-Semitic uh, sentiments came in and uh, uh, shot up the place. And again, as of this time, 11 people were killed. Many more wounded. I'm not going to mention the gunman's name. That's our policy on this uh, broadcast. Any gunman crazy enough to uh, kill other human beings just out of sheer lunacy or hatred does not get a mention on this broadcast. And uh, we would like to welcome to the program uh, Peter Johnson. He's the founder of Archway Defense. Peter is a uh, friend of the broadcast and has been very generous with his time in the past. Whenever shooting like this uh, comes on, Peter always likes to come on and um, you know offer some valuable insights and some tips and how these soft targets, particularly play, uh, places of worship, uh, can be prepared to handle these random attacks because you just never know when they're going to occur. The odds are very slim that they will occur, but there are family members and friends of 11 individuals who are mourning very heavily today, and uh, they certainly wish that uh, there may have been some precautions taken. We certainly don't want to lay blame at the feet of the folks at the synagogue. Certainly that's not what we're insinuating here, but these are some just rational, common-sense steps that could be taken uh, to be better prepared. So, uh, as always, we are honored to be joined on the broadcast by Archway Defense founder Peter Johnson. Uh, Peter, my friend, uh, always great to have you on the broadcast. How are you today, sir? Not bad. Thank you for having me. Uh, You know, Peter, I uh, mentioned our previous guest, uh, terrific radio voice. Uh, You yourself uh, have some uh, pretty good uh, radio pipes yourself, so I'm really uh, putting my career in jeopardy here, having all these fantastic guests on with these great pipes, Peter Johnson. But uh, we appreciate your time nonetheless, sir. No, it's all birds of a feather, right? (laughs) I I I guess so. I guess so. Well, Peter, obviously uh, you, uh, like many Americans, were following uh, the news yesterday of this uh, Pittsburgh synagogue where 11 were shot dead, many others wounded. Uh, from what you've been able to gather by the uh, from the news and whatnot, um, was this, it, am I correct in characterizing these, uh, another one of these uh, soft targets where people were otherwise occupied and kind of left uh, very, very vulnerable? Yeah, unfortunately, yes. The, uh, the majority of faith-based properties around the country um, or schools would be considered generally soft targets. And by soft target, it means uh, limited to no real security measures or protocols in place. Um, naturally, a place of worship like a synagogue, it should be a very open and welcoming um, place of worship where they accept everybody coming in. So it's, it's hard to find that balancing act between enough security for instance, like unfortunately what we just saw uh, at the synagogue, and then uh, but not making it too aggressive where you would pull away from the very mission of that faith-based right. property. Yeah, and and, someone, and there was some conversation that was taking place uh, back and forth uh, yesterday via social media, and they talked about, you know, synagogues, particularly in Europe. I mean, you know, the anti-Semitism is certainly uh, still an issue in this country. I mean, we can look at any a lot of social media platforms and, and find it, and obviously we saw it manifest itself in this particular shooting, but of course in Europe it, it is definitely still in some parts running rampant to the point where outside some synagogues they have heavily armed guards, and someone made the comment, I don't want to be like Europe, and I concur with that It was well, Peter Johnson, for the reasons you alluded to. You don't want uh, to have a place of worship where it's supposed to be open and welcoming, and you see these heavily armed guards with whatever kind of weaponry they're, they're carrying. So you as a someone who consults these uh, places of faith, Peter Johnson, what are kind of some of the common sense things that you can recommend that could still make it open and welcoming? And if, you know, I don't want you to give away any trade secrets or anything like that, but just kind of some of the things that you may offer to some of these uh, quote unquote soft targets. Well, some of our key recommendations are it, it doesn't take a whole lot of talent to turn anything into Fort Knox with a big enough budget, park people out in full body armor with rifles and everything else. But again, that would detract from the very mission. Sure. So we, we propose a, uh, and our philosophy is um, effective security that's more on the covert covert side of it. And we've seen uh, great success with faith-based properties and even our friends in the Jewish community at their synagogues where they have um, designated sec- security team members. Generally, they're made up of volunteers that have uh, de- donated their time, talent, and treasure to to help protect 
their church or synagogue or their faith-based property. So they have the training, they have the equipment, but nobody would really know it because they're all uh, significantly covert. By covert, I simply mean they blend into the congregation. Um, So there isn't a huge, huge presence, but they all have the training, the ability, and the equipment. Heaven forbid an instance uh, takes place that they can respond and reduce the the amount of violence being directed towards their community. Have we uh, ascertained anything uh, about the shooter again? I, I, I know it's uh, it's something that it's your policy and it's my and it's our policy at the radio station not to name the shooter. But have we ascertained anything about the shooter and how they uh, obtain weaponry? Because of course, as you well know uh, more than any, as well as anybody, Peter, that. Uh, inevitably, the debate devolves into gun control, and we need to pass common sense gun control. No one can ever define what that is, and when they do come up with specific legislation, it wouldn't have stopped the shooting in question. Uh, have we? Have you garnered any knowledge of what this person's background was, and if he was able to obtain this uh, weapon legally, or how it came about? Uh, first, I'd like to thank you for not mentioning their name. I know um, the entire team over there has the policy, and I think more people need to uh, refrain from even mm-hmm. speaking the name of somebody who, I mean, this is a horrific attack that left 11 people uh, dead and a community. Uh, I can't even imagine what they're going through right now. So thank you right. for not mentioning their name, as we won't either. Um, to my knowledge, the, the individual, the suspect, um, acquired firearms starting in 1996 is the first report I saw. Okay. Um, with no previous or significant contact with law enforcement, which brings up the, uh, the age old question when people say, quote, common sense gun reform, well, what would common sense gun reform look like to stop this individual, uh, who had no previous criminal activity from legally purchasing a firearm or a knife or a bomb, or we just were discussing those, the mail bombings that happened. Sure. The, the item, it's very difficult. It's actually, I would argue, it's impossible to stop all acts of violence from all people at all times. Right. It's just it, it, the first known weapon was found in what's modern day Turkey right now, and that dates back to 5000 BC. Mm-hmm. So, 5,000 years before Christ, we found armed conflict on the planet. Well, in about what, 7,000 years, we haven't found a way to stop that completely. Right. So, uh, I would be shocked if anybody in our lifetime has a big enough ego to say that they've found the one solution to stop any type of madman from uh, attacking innocent innocent life so as far as we know and as as always these are initial reports so we'll put an asterisk stuff can change sure. but it looks like he purchased a number of firearms um, over the course of many years with a strong history of um, anti-jewish anti-Israeli statements, claiming the Holocaust was fake. Um, clearly delusional human being that the the level of hate, and I'm going to use the word evil, perpetuated itself into actions that, that everybody just saw firsthand this past weekend. Um, but as of right now, all, the only thing we know about the suspect is some social media accounts that have now since been pulled from uh, Gab, Okay. which is a uh, Twitter-esque social media platform where he was st- uh, comments against Trump, com- comments against anything uh, Jewish, anything Israeli, uh, denying the Holocaust, uh, overwhelming amount of hate speech as it relates, relates to the Jewish community. And, 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 that, and that brings up a greater point, of course, is because this person, obviously very delusional, very mentally unstable, has this much disdain and hatred for the Jewish people, obviously some very anti-Semitic sentiments. And if an individual has this kind of rage and hatred toward a specific group, uh, I I have to think that they're going to commit some sort of atrocities. If they can't get hands on a firearm, they're going to commit some sort of atrocities with some sort of kind of weaponry. We certainly have seen uh, vehicles be used, even in this country, vehicles used to kill multiple people. So I think that brings up a greater point 
as always, people want to focus on the inanimate object when in actuality they aren't focusing on the individual that wants to perpetrate harm. And and, and taking away the guns is not only going to uh, cease someone with this hate and this evil in their heart perpetrating evil acts, it's going to further undermine law-abiding citizens like you and I, Peter Johnson. Correct. Um, and the the issue in our country, and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about a very American issue that we have in materialism. I think we can all agree that we have a fairly materialistic society. That actually plays into the discussion of blaming and looking towards objects sure. as the issue, opposed to the individual's motivation um, and the individual's choice and responsibility. The there is, in my opinion, a direct correlation because uh, between our fascination and whatever else you want to describe with materialism to these discussions of, oh, it was, it's not really him, it was the gun, or it's not really him, it was the knife, it's not really him, it's the bomb. The problem is generally it always goes back to the firearm because when the uh, vehicle attack happened in New York with the uh, Home Depot truck Mm -hmm. where he was driving over people. Nobody actually blamed Home Depot or the truck for that instance, nor did anybody blame um, the items that were placed and composed in the pipe bombs that were mailed around to uh, a lot of um, Democratic prominent figures this past week. So I always find it interesting that it generally comes back to that only blaming a firearm for it. Well, the danger is the people, the law-abiding citizens, like our friends in the Jewish community that do have covert security teams, if you restrict their rights to lawfully possess firearms, the criminals, if you pass a law, criminals won't magically start following laws. Of course. By the very nature nature of criminals, they have no respect for uh, the rule of law. Therefore, our goal is to try to find ways of encouraging faith-based community members to take charge of their own personal protection. Uh, You won't completely be able to stop every single instance, but you will be able to mitigate the fallout and the, the, the significance of it with some basic planning. Once again, we are joined by Archway Defense founder Peter Johnson. He weighing in on the uh, tragic incident at the uh, synagogue in Pittsburgh yesterday. Peter, always appreciate your insights. Uh, You have an open invitation to come on the broadcast uh, anytime. We love uh, hearing from you. Uh, Unfortunately, it's never under the best of circumstances, but uh, this is a reality, and uh, we need to definitely hear from folks like yourself who can offer these uh, very valuable tips. And uh, appreciate your time today, sir. Thank you. As always, thank you. Archweightdefense.com, by the way, is where you can go to uh, find out more about Peter's organization. And for those of you who are in the faith-based community and uh, look for these kind of common-sense protections, be sure to look up their website. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment coming up on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Hi, this is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. I don't have one thing in my life that I can boast about. Every single thing that is good is a direct result of Christ's salvation in my life. Matthew uh, is one that you might be talking to if you call our number. He's my son-in-law. We've established a great relationship over the past few years, and we pray that that might continue as he serves in the capacity of, of running the office. Well, when someone calls, usually I just try to see what their needs are and whether it's estimating for gutters or a roof or a repair if the roof is leaking. My focus is just always on trying to honor God in how I interact with people. You know, I just try not to add anything or subtract anything from what the Lord would have us do. I'm really excited to be fielding your calls today and talking to you about the needs you might have on your roof or gutters. For a free and obviously no obligation estimate, contact us by phone at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. Have you ever applied for a home loan online, but actually ended up getting telemarketed to death by strange lenders from all over the country? Have you ever called the bank in hope of a good deal, but ended up being treated like a number? That's not how we operate. Hi, my name is Joe Metzler. I'm a senior loan officer with award-winning, locally-based Mortgages Unlimited. Here, I will do a full and proper review of your situation, then provide you with a smooth and stress-free process, and of course, get you an amazing interest rate that you can brag about. And don't worry, we will never sell your personal information to anyone. 
Reach out to me today to be treated like a person, not a number, at 651-552-3681 or online at imortgagejoe.com, imortgagejoe.com. That's imortgagejoe.com. Apply today. Have an answer tomorrow. Mortgages Unlimited is an equal housing lender, not an offer to enter into an interest rate lock agreement. NMLS number 274132. This is Dennis Prager for the Salem Radio Network. Conservatives who are disinclined to vote on November 6th should take a brief history tour. When Barack Obama was about to become president in 2009, he said, we are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. Eight years later, his prediction had nearly been fulfilled. His vaunting health care proposal had been passed and was already well on its way toward collapsing. America was weaker militarily. Had Hillary Clinton followed in Obama's wake, who knows what else we'd be facing. Thanks to the Trump administration and a Republican Congress, U.S. world leadership is back, the economy is strong, and rogue states are in check. But a Democrat-led House promises to undo those accomplishments. We simply cannot afford a Speaker Pelosi. Be sure to vote and vote Republican. I'm Dennis Prager. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. <laughs> Welcome back, Camp 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment on the broadcast with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. It's hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Only got about five minutes left on the broadcast, so I guess if you are going to call in, better make it soon, I guess, <laughs> because we only got uh, about uh, five minutes remaining. I uh, want to thank all of our guests uh, today, uh, Republican Secretary of State candidate John Howe for stopping by the studio and uh, Peter Johnson for uh, calling in. Uh, I happen to know that uh, Peter is in uh, is in great demand given uh, his uh, his business with Archway Defense and when situations like this uh, crop up, people are always looking to uh, uh, for his insights. And the fact he was able to come on on such short notice, I mean, I literally reached out to him 24 hours ago and he was willing to come on, uh, means a lot to me. So we appreciate uh, all the folks who take the time to uh, join the broadcast as we are T-minus nine days and counting for this um, uh, for Election Day. And I know I said it at the outset, and I want to uh, I want to reiterate. Uh, I appreciate the folks that came out to the Battleground Talkers tour this past Thursday. Uh, terrific event! The VIP dinner was completely sold out. We appreciate all our listeners that uh, were sitting with King Banyan, Mitch Berg, and myself at the Northern Alliance Radio Network table. Also, Dennis Prager, Michael Medved, and Larry Elder each had their own tables all sold out. Uh, the preferred seating for the main event was sold out. I think we only wound up with a couple of general admission tickets remaining. Maybe those got sold at the 11th hour. I'm not 100% sure. It looked full. All I can tell you is it looked sold. It looked completely sold out is all I can say. And uh, there was just an energy about the room and some just some terrific nuggets from our three national hosts, Elder, Prager, and Medved, moderated uh, by Ed Morrissey. And it's it's amazing to me how much national attention our state is getting, uh, particularly when it comes to you know the possibility of flipping Al Franken's former Senate seat, you know, interim Senator Tina Smith running for reelection, although she's not facing any tough questions and she's certainly not willing to face uh, her opponent, Karen Housley, in a one-on-one debate. And uh, uh, the, excuse me, the uh, rare flips from Democrat to Republican as far as House seats, the only two realistic ones, at least according to Real Clear Politics, is the first and the eighth right now? There are Democrat; those are Democrat-controlled seats, both of whom, uh, Tim Waltz in the first, Rick Nolan in the eighth, are not running for re-election. Pete Stauber looks to have a solid lead in the eighth. Things are tightening up a little bit, so you're not don't want to take anything for granted. And things are definitely tightening up in the first, with Jim Hagedorn going up against uh, Democrat uh, Dan Fian. So. Uh, those are two districts that could prominently flip to Republicans. And so Minnesota, uh, in a rare kind of uh, uh, jo- uh, rare transformation, is actually kind of the focus for Republicans. 
because it had been assumed that Democrats will take over the House. Well, now that's no longer a safe assumption. And something that I, something interesting that I have read in the last several midterm elections, going back to, I believe, 2006, Republicans on average have performed 3% better than what the generic congressional ballot was going into that election cycle. Now, in 2006, Democrats ended up taking over the House and Senate from Republican control. So the fact that Republicans did 3% better obviously still didn't help them. They still lost both chambers of Congress. But in 2016, there were many that were forecasting the Republicans to lose the U.S. Senate and then have their majority severely dented in the U.S. House. And they were calling that the Trump effect because Trump was so toxic in 2016. So said many of these pollsters that it would impact congressional races. Well, not only did the Republicans hang on to the House and Senate, barely hung on to the Senate, but they won the presidency. So I'm just saying uh, it is it is that important to, to get out and vote. And you just heard a message from Dennis Prager about how we just can't afford a Speaker Pelosi. And uh, although the dynamic, I will say that if there is a Speaker Pelosi, yeah, it will provide plenty of talk show fodder. There's no doubt about it. But there just doesn't seem to be the momentum there once was for impeaching President Trump. Now, of course, it's going to be a merely symbolic thing. The Democrats, if they do win the majority of the House, it looks like it'll be a slim majority. And you're going to have some Democrats in some swing districts that are going to have a real tough decision to make, you know, whether to vote to impeach Trump. Because, number one, it's going to be a merely symbolic gesture. And secondly, do these Democrats in swing districts want to risk their reelection prospects? And then if it gets to the Senate, well, you have to have two-thirds of the Senate to follow through on it, and that that's not going to happen. Republicans are going to hang on to the Senate. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Right now, uh, it looks like uh, North Dakota is going to flip. There's a real possibility now that Missouri and Montana may flip, and now I'm hearing Florida uh, incumbent uh, uh, Bill Nelson has only a slight lead over Governor Rick Scott the Republican who's running for that seat. So it's going to be an interesting election night. And again, Tuesday, November 6th, starting at 8 p.m., both Mitch Berg and myself are going to be live on the uh, election night at election night headquarters, GOP victory headquarters. Hopefully we can put an emphasis on victory. And we're going to be talking at least until midnight, kind of pouring over all the results. And will Republicans maintain control of the House? I, I got to tell you, if Repo- Republicans are going to keep the Senate, but if they maintain control of the House, you think the frothing in the streets after 2016 was bad. Um, yeah, that's not going to be pretty. And I'm not saying that as if I'm going to be entertained by it. I would be entertained if it wasn't so scary. But these are very scary times, folks. So uh, be prepared. But at least do your duty. Get out there and vote. Ladies and gentlemen, I've enjoyed it as always. AM 12 the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Godspeed, my friends. Skull Vikings. And have a blessed week. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763 763- 807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. And just for being a loyal Patriot listener, I'll waive your first initial cleaning fee. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Message and data rates may apply. Welcome to Coursera, the online gateway to thousands of career-advancing courses from many of the world's best universities. So what can Coursera do for you? Coursera is the perfect way to learn at my own pace and have this amazing knowledge to help me advance professionally. I almost doubled what I was earning. Coursera is the reason I'm now a full-stack developer. 
And I've got skills that I know are in demand. Whether you want to hone your skills, add to your qualifications, or switch careers, Coursera provides access to interactive learning experiences from schools like the University of Illinois, Arizona State University, and the University of London. And you can join Coursera for free. Just text TREND11 to 250250. Coursera is liberating because it let me take control of my education, learn what I want to learn, and change my whole life. Join Coursera for free. Text TREND11 to 250250. 250. Coursera, your course to success. Text TREND11 to 250250. Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now. Not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis? You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com and here's something you need to know. The majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.